Welcome to Purple Mafia. Yes, this is Purple Mafia. I am Paladino Joey, the host of Paladino Live, which is my flagship show here on thesportstuff.com. But now we are going to have an exclusive Minnesota Vikings show called Purple Mafia. And, well, this is it. Welcome aboard. We're going to actually talk Vikings, baby. We're going to have a show dedicated to the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm very happy to have this thing rocking and rolling. As this is episode one, it is April 24th, 2008. Luck has it that I have time to finally get this thing started, despite my busy schedule. And, uh, well, there's a big draft on Saturday. Oh, wait, the Vikings won't be picking 17th because we acquired Jared Allen. That's right, Jared Allen from the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure most of you Viking fans out there already know this. I mean, duh, unless you've been in a cave the last couple days. But, yeah, Jared Allen turns the Vikings front line into something amazing. I mean, quite possibly the best defensive line in the NFL, the entire NFL. And I couldn't be happier. You got the Williams wall. You got Jared Allen. And even Ray Edwards is a pretty good player. I mean, he went out there. He did a pretty good job last year. So the Vikings defense, pretty darn good. Now, obviously, the addition of Jared Allen finally giving us a true pass rush for the first time in many, many, many years improves the secondary because they're going to, you know, the quarterback is not going to have nearly as much time to throw the football and to pick apart our secondary and make good players look bad like has been happening pretty much forever. The secondary has been picked on forever, even though they're better than you know, better than the numbers would indicate and the scoreboard would indicate. So and the quarterback has no time to throw the ball. Well, what happens? You got it. You know, everybody gets better. And, um, hey, even if Jared Allen's sack numbers drop this year, you got to believe that many teams will be focusing on Jared Allen hardcore, which will open things up for everybody else, including Ray Edwards, the other defensive end on this ball club. And, uh, Ray Edwards, three years younger than um, Jared Allen. He was a fourth-round pick, you know, also fourth-round just like Jared Allen last year. He had five sacks, so he did his part in only 12 games, by the way. So he's a two-year quote-unquote veteran, pretty young guy. He was born on New Year's Day in 1985, so, yeah, pretty young dude. Um, Yeah, the Williams wall is going to have more openings. Obviously, everybody's got to focus on Pat Williams just because he's so darn big. You know, well, people focus on him. People got to focus on Kevin Williams because he's so darn good. People got to focus on Jared Allen because he's so darn good. And Ray Edwards, boom, he's probably going to, I guarantee you, his sack total is going to go up because there's going to be a lot of work going, you know, for the offensive line of the Green Bay Packers and whoever else play against us. Uh, Green Bay Packers, of course, the season opener team going against the Minnesota Vikings. But things looking great. You know, the Vikings also adding Bernard Berrien. Earlier, uh, it was early March, I believe March 3rd or so. He's he's in the mix. Yahoo is still saying he's number 80. Now, he's going to be donning the number 81. There is no Minnesota Viking that will ever wear 80 again. That is Chris Carter's number. It will not be relinquished, and, uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. Gus Verrott brought in to be the Vikings' backup to help uh, Tavares Jackson. They said something about it's going to help him push Tavares Jackson, or help, yeah, it's going to help the team push Tavares Jackson. Yeah, right. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we're going to be really worrying about Gus Rod being the starting quarterback. I doubt it. Highly doubt that, even though, you know, he's been capable of being a pretty good player over the years. He's 36, and um, the last two years he played, not so great, but I think he's going to push Tavares Jackson in terms of 
he's going to really help him be, just get better in terms of he was a steady performer over his career, and he was a steadying influence for Dante Culpepper. And i got to think it's going to be the same for Tavares Jackson. Dante Culpepper, a fairly fragile individual. I'm not sure exactly how Tavares Jackson is. He didn't seem that, all, all that fragile, so he's looking like an okay player out there. Made a few mistakes. Uh, a lot of Viking fans think Tavares Jackson's very good. A lot of Viking fans think he totally sucks. I think he's in the middle. I'd say I lean towards him being like a C-minus quarterback right around there. It's pretty much what he is right now until things change, and things can change for anybody. As David Gerard a few years ago, nobody knew who he was. Now he's pretty looked on as a pretty solid guy. He was the backup for a guy by the name of Byron Leftwich in Jacksonville. And, um, well, Byron Leftwich is looking for a job, and David Gerard's one of the better stars in the league. So things happen. Things change. Good things can happen to guys that no one's heard of, and Tavares was one of those guys. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, he could be the next Spurgeon win also. We just don't know yet. Just give him time. We'll see what happens. I would prefer the Vikings bring in one more quarterback via the draft or maybe another free agent. Who knows? We'll see what happens. It wouldn't be bad bringing in some, uh, you know, some some guy who is just like you never know. You pick him up in the fourth, fifth round, like a developmental quarterback, as they say, as they call him. Uh, last year we had a solid one by the name of Tyler Thigpen, who wound up on the Kansas City Chiefs. Go figure. He was he looked like a quirky player, the son of Bobby Thigpen, the former closer of the Chicago White Sox and other teams. Looked like a solid guy, but, you know, he goes cut by the Vikings, immediately picked up by Kansas City, and, eh, you know, who knows? You just never know. He might end up being a kick returner. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, it's just one of those bits. But really, on to the Vikings now, and um, what better way to start the NFL season next year than Monday Night Football in Lambeau Field? That is going to be a lot of fun. Aaron Rodgers is going to get a rude awakening, as a lot of Viking fans believe, with this new Vikings offensive line, this com- pretty complete Viking offensive defensive line, I apologize, as uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough time in that game. But who knows? I mean, we just don't know yet what's really going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay Packers fans are pretty much split on that one. They Some just wish Brett Favre was back and that without him the sky is falling, but others think others are more on the glass half full range, think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be another Brett Favre-type player. Not as good, but good enough. The Packers are pretty talented, so it's ultimately the kind of deal where you just don't know what you're going to get. Now, just because the Vikings lost their first-round pick, you know, via this trade and, and two third-round picks, doesn't mean draft day is meaningless. It's, there's going to be some interesting stuff going on. You know, you still got to pick up the right guys in this draft. you got to make sure you pick up the right people to improve this team, to build a base of some type. Now, there's a couple of random quarterbacks. Uh looks like Kansas City is going to get... Looks like some people believe Kansas City is going to go after Chad Henney in the second round. Uh, Joe Flacco going to go to the Bears. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I I wouldn't mind if say one of them slid to the Vikings. I wouldn't mind if they took him. It wouldn't kill me. I don't believe they'll be available by the time the Vikings pick 48th overall. Uh, according to this uh, NFL mock draft on Yahoo in the second round, they have the Vikings taking a defensive end, Lawrence Jackson, uh, Lawrence Jackson from USC. So we'll. We'll see. I mean, USA is obviously a proud school, and um, Lawrence Jackson's not a bad player. The Vikings do have 
their defensive end position looking a lot better than they did a week ago. But, hey, there's nothing wrong with continuing to pick up the right players. It's all about picking the best available player at this point. Um, and uh, I would think a quarterback would be pretty cool if they're available. Brian Brom could wind up anywhere. That's who I kind of wanted the Vikings to take. It's uh, 17, Brian Brom or uh, Derek Harvey. That wouldn't have hurt me at all. I would have loved that. But overall, it's all pretty much up in the air. Now the Miami Dolphins will be taking Jake Long after all. I would have, if I was Miami, I, I would have gone with Matt Ryan. But that's just the way it goes. Matt Ryan's going to go to the Falcons most likely, and that would be a gigantic positive for them. Darren McFadden going to the Oakland Raiders. And uh, according to this draft, also Farzine's club, the Kansas City Chiefs, will try to fill the void of left by Jared Allen with Chris Long, defensive end, University of Virginia. So we shall see. Ultimately, we shall see Farzine. You know, hey, I didn't. It, I, I'm sorry we took your best player away. It, it wasn't me. That's just the way life is. Uh, Vikings generally the sellers, not the buyers. So it just it feels so euphoric in this town that we actually were a buyer for the first time since. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> la la la, the Herschel Walker trade. Now let's hope and pray to God that this is not a similar situation. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. As this guy is a proven commodity. Herschel Walker was just a big name. His stats were never good. They never were good. And the Vikings gave up more draft picks than Heinz have pickles. Uh, we gave up one first-round pick. I don't know how many first-rounders we gave up in the Herschel Walker trade, like three or four. That was smart, and that destroyed the team for a couple of years there. And I made the Dallas Cowboys look, oh, they won three Super Bowls. I wouldn't say that was the whole reason why, but it couldn't have hurt. It really couldn't have hurt. You know, they got a lot of offensive they got some of those major offensive linemen along the way. The funny part is the 17th pick we gave to the Kansas City Chiefs, they still have uh, the 17th pick being the same guy they had for the Vikings here, wide receiver Texas, Limus Swede. And you know what? That wouldn't be a bad move for the Kansas City Chiefs at all. It wouldn't be a bad move at all. So go figure. You know, they need another receiver, and the Chiefs would have him. So that's just the way it is with the uh, NFL draft. At least some some thoughts along the way, being that's the team we traded with. Oakland getting Darren McFadden. Common sense, you got to do that. you just got to do it if you're the Oakland Raiders. Just like the Vikings last year, getting the, the dream running back of all time, Adrian Peterson, just absolute super-duper star. To think that I was pissed off when the Vikings didn't get didn't trade up to get Ronnie Brown or somehow, some way, Cadillac Williams slid to them when I was all pissed off that year. When you look at those two guys, they sure didn't really do that much in the NFL yet. Now, it's not all their fault. Um, Cadillac Williams kind of is his fault, whereas Miami's offensive line really sucks. And uh, Jake Long, they're hoping we'll change that. The Vikings' offensive line isn't all that hot either. It's Brian McKinney constantly getting in trouble, constantly, constantly, it seems like, underachieving. Uh, he, he had one good year a couple years ago, and I don't know what's going on with this guy. I, I really don't. And I wouldn't be too surprised if he's traded before the regular season or possibly after next year. We're, we're going to have to see what happens. As For a seventh overall pick, didn't work out. To think with the Vikings had three seventh overall picks and only one worked out. Now, the one that did work out, Adrian Peterson, is like getting two number one overall picks, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this guy, if if you can get a running back of uh, the caliber of Adrian Peterson, 
that is franchise changing. Absolutely, franchise changing, especially if you have a guy who can also be a good running back with him, like Chester Taylor. It takes pressure off him, and it puts tons of pressure, immense pressure on opposing teams. Now, if the Vikings somehow can land some solid offensive linemen in this draft, that would really, really, really help the situation. It really would. Uh, there's just, to be honest, with these drafts, it's so hard to tell who's going to be there, especially at 48. I mean, it's really hard. It looks like uh, it's just Sam Baker would be a nice one, offensive tackle, USC. That sure wouldn't hurt the Vikings if they could use one of those. Uh, it looks like I just I don't really see any others here in this mock draft right here in the second round at all. Uh, it's really hard to say. That, to me, tells me there isn't much really going to be there for value, for like 48th pick value. So we're going to have to hope if the Vikings can't get Sam Baker, they're going to have to look, uh, they're going to have to hope somebody can fall to them in the third or fourth round who's better than they're projected. We're just going to have to hope for the best here. <laughs> and, um, boy, does this draft have lots of linebackers in it. It's just linebacker, linebacker, linebacker going in the second round. Chris Johnson, they think, is going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's, yeah, who knows? I mean, all this at this point is all pure speculation. You just don't know. You just don't know. Malcolm Kelly, a guy projected to go to the Dolphins. That guy's a pretty good player. Oklahoma, Malcolm Kelly, not a bad player at all. Somebody's going to get lucky with him, in my opinion. But to be honest with you, the Vikings, you know, you got to just take the best player available unless it's, you know, you just you just have to because you don't need to take an offensive lineman that's going to come in and be the next Ryan Cook. And that's pretty much who they got that year. I mean, the Vikings just kind of took a lineman to take a lineman, offensive lineman, when they took Ryan Cook. Nobody knew who he was. He was projected to go lower in the draft. And um, it was, what was he thought to be a third or fourth round over, for a third or fourth round pick. Just didn't do jack squat for anybody. The greatest part is Ryan Cook was the draft pick we got from Miami for Dante Culpepper. So whatever, that, that whole trade was a complete wash as no neither side got anything out of that. Just a complete wash, complete waste of time. But this draft is going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to listen to it on the radio when I'm outside working, as that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing all day Saturday with the way things are going. But such is life. We all got to make money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Pac-Man Jones is going to the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, that's pretty much been speculated upon for a long, 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 long time. And um, just overall, it's a good trade for the Cowboys. You got high risk, high reward. You just don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, good trade for Tennessee just to get rid of him. You just don't know what this type of move. But the... Cowboys did not have to give up very much to get Pac-Man Jones, as uh, it was merely a fourth-round selection this weekend and a sixth-rounder in 2009. Wow, that's just not, that's not too much. I mean, uh, Terrell Owens was traded for a fourth-round pick as well when he went from the 49ers to the Eagles or to the Ravens and then the Eagles or whatever the heck that was, just a complete mess. Dallas Cowboys... I've never really liked that team. I think they're all a bunch of jackasses. If you want my honest opinion, other than, say, Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman, you know, the rest of them, jackasses. Always in trouble, always getting all cocky, doing stupid things. Like when George Teague stood up and, uh, oh, I'm talking about the wrong person. What am I talking about? When George Teague had to nail Terrell Owens, when Owens was back on the Niners, yet still, (laughs) 
he's on the Cowboys now, and he's just nothing but trouble. Um, it's just one thing after another. You have uh, Nate Newton and his crack cocaine back in the day or whatever the heck it was. It's just one thing after another. I hate the Cowboys. Not a fan. Such is life. And with that, I'm going to take a quick break here as this is about the middle point of the show. I shall return shortly. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. What's up, everyone? This is Farzine, host of Kansas City Boom on thesportsstuff.com, where we cover the Kansas Jayhawks, the Missouri Tigers, the Kansas State Wildcats, and other local college teams. We also touch on the Brigade, Wizards, Royals, and other sporting events in the heart of America, Kansas City, only on Kansas City Boom. Listen to Kansas City Boom right here on thesportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. I'll catch you on Kansas City Boom. Back here on Purple Mafia, again, episode one, episode one of Purple Mafia, and we are ready to get back into some purple talk. All of us Viking gangsters, no, not really, but to be honest with all of you, I am very happy with Ziggy Wilf as the owner of the Vikings. I think he is a perfect owner for this team, to be honest with you. I mean, he's been made fun of in the in the media, especially by KFAN, you know, the local sports station here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, AM 1130 KFAN, good station. Check it out sometime online if you're not from Minnesota. Um, Ziggy Wilk, though, he's done what he can, I think, for this team. He spent money. He tried to get what he believed was the best coach available in uh, Brad Sheldress. He's tried to sign the right players and at the same time try not to kill the team so he can't sign anybody with the wrong contracts. Um, overall, I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, people all over Vikings Winter Park, where they practice, the practice facility, are starting to talk about winning a championship. I'm not all kumbaya just yet on it, but uh, I think this is going to be a very fun year. We could be looking at 11 or 12 wins if all goes well. We could be looking at that. And um, I really hope it works out. I really do. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, is going to look awfully good this year. He sure is. His, uh, the defense just continues to grow. You got, uh, you got to believe that Adrian Peterson's only going to be better with experience and he hopefully stay healthy. Nothing go wrong. Uh, he had that knee injury last year. Wasn't quite the same after that. He, he had one good game. It was, uh, the game after or so, the game after he came back, his second game back or so, and, um, other than that, he kind of struggled after that. The Washington Redskins completely shut him down, as did the Denver Broncos. So it's all up in the air. We just um, 
overall, it's up to him to make adjustments as uh, teams are going to focus on him. And the offensive line still not addressed at this point. Uh, Brian McKinney, we don't really know what's going to happen with him, like I was saying earlier. Steve Hutchinson, a complete anchor, complete anchor. You just can't go wrong with Steve Hutchinson. He has just been a phenomenal lineman, offensive lineman. Pretty much the best one there is in the league, pretty much. And uh, Matt Burke, ha- when healthy, you now health has been an issue with Matt Burke pretty much for his whole career, to be honest with you. He's had a couple of uh, seasons where he didn't even play, you know, out for the whole year. And now... He's, he's in a little contract squabble with the Vikings management, not showing up to the little mini camp. So that's not a very good thing. Hopefully, hopefully the, the Jared Allen signing is going to help Matt Burke a little bit. Obviously, money is more the issue with Matt Burke than, say, not believing this team is going anywhere. Because the Vikings are looking to be a very good chance, like a potential division champion next year and home field advantage in at least the first round. We'll see what happens. If they, if they don't get really hot and get a first round bye, which would just be the bomb, I would love that. You still have to compete with the the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers, you just don't know. I don't think they're going to be 13-3 and three again. I really don't. Dallas Cowboys, I don't think they're going to be 14-2. I really don't think so. I just don't because uh, I think their schedule is going to be tougher. Teams are going to really gun for them more than ever, and I think Tony Romo's a little bit overrated, you know, and that's not saying much. <laughs> I mean, it's I think it's pretty obvious Tony Romo's a little bit overrated. And um, Aaron Rodgers, he's a complete wild card. No one really knows. There's a re- there, you know, there's probably a reason he slipped to the second round in that draft, or late first round, whatever it was. Uh, there was a time when everybody thought he was going to go super-duper early, and he didn't. Now, this was the same draft, I believe, that Alex Smith was picked. Alex Smith certainly hasn't worked out with the San Francisco 49ers, as there was even a draft, uh, mock draft saying Brian Brom was going to go to the Niners. That solid quarterback went to the Niners and the 29th overall pick. So that would mean they're pretty much giving up on Alex Smith as a starter, or at least they want to try to push him. As, to be honest, it's really tough to say what's going on with the whole deal. Uh, I do think the Vikings position right now looks pretty good. I do think they're going to win 10 to 12 games next year right now from the way things are. I think there's a very good chance of that as long as Matt Burke can, uh, they can somehow settle things with Matt Burke, give him a small raise, encourage him, whatever it is. I have no idea what's really going to happen to that. I think one way or another, I do think Matt Burke will be, will be coming back. He is a professional. I don't see him sitting out and uh, getting pissed off and hating on everybody. I just don't see that. I don't think that's, I don't think that's in his pedigree. I just don't. I think he's the kind of guy that is going to come back and get his job done. It's more a matter of health with him. Uh, <clears throat> there's been a lot of ups and downs though with this offensive line in general. Like Herrera is okay, Hicks is okay. No one's really great other than Steve Hutchinson, McKinney. Of course, just complete time bomb. Other than that, uh, the linebacking core looks great. E.J. Henderson, just a complete mammoth last year. And a lot of people believe he is going to come back this year even better. And who can blame him? Chad Greenway got his first year out of the way now, finally, <laughs> after missing his whole rookie season with a knee injury. And he didn't look like the kind of guy who was going to suffer from injury for his whole career. See, his Greenway was very solid last year. Nothing great, but solid. And we're hoping he can take that next step 
that next step, Chad Greenway to becoming a, you know, a well above average linebacker. Um, other than that, really, you still have Ben Lieber, who is about 30 years old, and he's still very solid. So the linebacking core looks good. You replaced uh, Dwight Smith, the uh, out-of-control Dwight Smith, who did some things that really <laughs> really would make you scratch your head, like the sex thing in the in the stairwell at Blocky in Minneapolis, and just just so many weird things of that guy. And you replace him with a typical good guy, you could call it. Matty O'Williams, the kind of guy who never gets in trouble, or Madhu Williams, if I'm saying it right now. And his numbers look very solid. Madhu Williams, about oh, 26, 27 years old. And you look at his numbers. Yeah, he missed a couple games last year. He played all 16 in 2006. He was drafted in the second round in 2004, so. Nothing bad. He looks like he has had a few injury problems. He's had two years where he's played all 16. He only played four in 2005, played all 16 in 2006, and 13 last year. But when this guy is out there on the field, he gets he gets the job done. He has lots of tackles. He's got three interceptions both, uh, in uh, 2004, three interceptions in 2006, two last year in 13 games. So not only does he shut people down, but he will create a turnover here and there. You know, he's not the kind of guy who's just a flat turnover hawk like Darren Sharper. That's the other safety. Darren Sharper, excellent. And um, I'm hoping Darren Sharper can move back to free safety as that's his natural position. So Madhu Williams can in there, get in there and be the strong safety. And I believe that's what's going to happen. That's my overall opinion of the, of the thing. And um, the cornerback's... Antoine Winfield, a guy who I've thought for the longest time was the most viable player on this team until Adrian Peterson got here. Antoine Winfield was my MVP for this for the Minnesota Vikings. He is about 31, and his number is just solid. He missed some games last year, unfortunately. That was a real bummer, and that's you know partially why things kind of went downhill a little bit last year was was his injury. But before that, he was just pretty much a stalwart, never hurt at all. Pretty much 16 games every year for the Vikings. And he misses a couple games here and there, but nothing horrible. The kind of guy, he's been a consummate professional, a solid, solid shutdown corner. He has done a very good job for this team. He'll force turnovers, he'll bat the ball down, does a great job. Cedric Griffin, kind of up in the air a little bit. A guy who's very, very, very talented, but was inconsistent last year. And he's still a wild card. He played all 16 games last year, so injury not a major issue at this point. But he didn't get any interceptions, and he was burned on a couple plays that just did not look good at all. He's uh, There was even talk at one point of him being a uh, – he could be a safety or a cornerback, and that's nice, but you got to be able to shut people down a little bit better than Griffin has. At least he did last year. His first year, he looked awesome. He was like a, a steal in the second round in 2006. So it appeared in last year, eh, you know, didn't get a single interception. Not much going on. He did get lots of tackles, but that's not always a good thing. That means the guy's catching the ball, so the guy you're covering. So that's not exactly like, a, oh, my God, this guy's a stud. Sometimes it's, that's not good. Safeties, their job is to tackle people for the most part. We're like Madhu Williams, so his numbers to me, very, very good. Chris Cluey, I, I have to mention him, just a can't-miss punter. He is pretty much the best punter in the league. We got really lucky getting him. It's most kickers, most of the best kickers just kind of come off the street, to be honest. Um, Sidney Rice, a year older, a year wiser, and hopefully a year stronger. 
bulking up this young Sydney Rice. Uh, look for him to look for him to take a step up this year. It will definitely happen as Jackson's going to get better. So that means more balls will be coming to Rice in a more you know accurate fashion. We hope. <laughs> so Jackson will actually be able to hit him more often instead of overthrow or underthrow him, which he did several times last year. Very frustrating because Sidney Rice has some explosive ability where he could go for that 80-yard touchdown. As can Bernard Berrien. And now with Bernard Berrien alongside Sidney Rice or on the other side, whatever, this thing can this thing can really open up. And uh, when you have a team that has some serious strength on both sides of the ball, you get a chance to do something special. And the Minnesota Vikings going into next year will be – in, will be in a position to possibly win the division and beyond. And I really hope it can be done. Obviously, they'll be going in, most of these guys, no playoff experience other than the Matt Burks, Antoine Winfields, and such. But uh, overall, well, Steve Hutchinson's been to the Super Bowl, so not everybody's missed the playoffs every year. But overall, yeah, it could be tough. It could be tough. It could be like a sour taste in their mouth the first time around. We'll see. As a Cowboy, we saw that with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Couldn't even get out of the first, uh, second round, whatever, their first playoff game when they had the bye. And um, that's if the Vikings can get hot enough to get a home, home field advantage of some kind. Overall, though, the Vikings finally addressing that defensive end position. It's like a dream come true. It really is. Uh, the linebacking core, as I said, okay. Receiving core, more and more solid. There's tons of uh, guys trying out for positions all over the place, just like every other year, nothing new. Quarterback position, pretty much the biggest question mark remaining on this team and the offensive line. So if those two deals can be either be stored up by people stepping up or free agents, this team could be extremely good. This team really can, as the pieces are in place to do something pretty good next year, and I'm hoping it can be done. With that, I'm going to conclude this first episode of Purple Mafia. I hope it was enjoyable for you. I hope it was informative. There'll be a, there'll be more information coming in time, and I'll be making more shows as more news breaks along the way. I wish all of you the best. Go Vikings. Good luck. And thanks again for listening to Purple Mafia, as this is thesportstuff.com. And also, how can I forget? How can I forget to mention... Our call-in line, I don't know why I forgot it, but I did, as don't forget to check out the call-in line here on thesportsf.com. It is 916-912-4263, 916-912-4263 is here on thesportsf.com. We take your calls. That is a voicemail line. Mention the show you are addressing, like Purple Mafia, like Paladino Live, like... Chiefs End Zone Show, whatever, and then make your opinion, your question, your trash talk, your whatever, your euphoria, like, oh, my God, we just got Jared Allen. Well, wink, wink, yes, we did. So you get the idea. Also, my email will remain paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, as that will be the flagship email for all my shows here on thesportstuff.com. Right now I have three, Paladino Live. Definitely check it out as we cover Minnesota sports all the way. Uh, we do still talk Vikings on there, just it won't be an exclusive Vikings show. It'll be more abbreviated, I guess you could say, as uh, just comments here and there, along with the Wolves, the Wild, the Twins. And, yes, I will be talking some Twins, as uh, there's no reason not to, to be honest. Um, MySpace.com. I also have uh, my, a MySpace 
Is it's uh, myspace.com forward slash Paladino Live. Myspace.com forward slash Paladino Live. That's going to be the flagship place for me on on MySpace. Check out my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe, as that is where I still talk Vikings. I still talk wolves. I talk anything and everything on there, as uh, you'll get some entertaining video game reviews. Check out my newest video. It is about... Operation Wolf for the NES. It is very entertaining. Spend a lot of time making it. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it. And I apologize for not mentioning the uh, the SportsStuff.com information earlier in the show, but still, it's important that you hear it one way or the other, and there it is. And please call in. Please sign up for the message boards, as it's the SportsBodcasters.com forward slash boards. That's right, the SportsPodcasters.com forward slash boards. Or simply go to thesportstuff.com and click in the upper right corner. It'll say TSS Boards. Get a screen name. Interact with all of us. I am still going to be called Paladino Live, as that's just what I am on there. That's my that's my name. Check out all the boards. Talk to us. Let's have some fun. We can all address each other. We can mention things. Maybe you want me to say on the show on there. So please, all of you, have a good week. Have some good. Have a good weekend as well. Enjoy the weather if you have good weather. And check out Paladino Live. Check out Purple Mafia again next week or the week after. Take care.